This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Tuesday. Rush Hour. It is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, with you here on 77. WABC Worldwide, you can, of course, never miss a minute of what happens on WABC if you get that WABC app or check us out online at WABCradio.com. Meanwhile, if you'd like to be on the program today, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And, of course, we are looking forward to taking your call. So much has happened over the holiday weekend, the Memorial Day weekend. But yet, the story that continues, well, there are a few stories competing for domination, but the, that sounds like some dominatrix stuff. Anyway, the the, uh, story that seems to be still with us are the stories of gun violence. What has happened in Texas particularly, Buffalo seems to be slowly off the headlines, not many people talking about that, the local papers are covering the, the funeral services that have happened up there, et cetera. But Buffalo has been overshadowed, Buffalo, New York, by what happened in Texas. And people are still talking about that. Of course, it's Tuesday, which means America's undocumented anchorman, the one, the only, Mark Stein, will be joining us shortly. And, okay, there is a story I know some of you are going to want to talk about. That would be the verdict in the Sussman trial. Uh, President Trump, former President Trump weighed in on it. He made a post on on Truth Social, and he basically railed against it. He said, our legal system is corrupt. Our judges and justices are highly partisan, compromised. We're just plain scared. Our borders are open. Our elections are rigged. Inflation is rampant. Gas Prices and food costs are through the roof. Our, quote-unquote, our military leadership is woke. Our country is going to hell. And Michael Sussman is not guilty. How's everything else doing? Enjoy your day. That was, that was the comment that Donald Trump made on the, Michael, on, on the Sussman verdict. Uh, we're going to talk about Sussman with Mark Stein. I am, part of me is just totally not surprised. I mean, of course. What is, 
Okay, I'll wait. And then, of course, there are goings-on in Canada with their boy toy prime minister and guns. Oh, by the way, Whoopi Goldberg has said from The View, has said that she doesn't want all your guns. She only wants your AR-15s. And so I guess you should just um, get a hold of Whoopi if you've got an AR-15 and tell her how grateful you are that she doesn't want all the rest of your guns before you hand over your AR-15 to her because, of course, she is better equipped to deal with your AR-15 than than you are. And so she wants it, but rest assured, those of you that were going to get a little bit angry with Whoopi, don't be angry. Whoopi only wants your AR-15s. The rest of your guns you can keep. You can keep. See, the rest of your guns don't hurt anybody. I mean, what the heck? You can shoot people with those other guns. They won't die. It's only the AR-15 that kills, apparently. Or at least that's what Miss Goldberg must believe. The rest of your guns, they're okay. Don't worry about it. They're just guns. Don't worry about it. But that AR-15, oh, no, no, no. That's a weapon of evil. And it must be eradicated from the face of the earth. After more than two years of largely staying home due to the pandemic, most Americans are ready to hit the road. Yet, inflation and record-breaking gasoline prices are weighing on the would-be vacationers even more than COVID concerns. That is a new report by Morning Consult. Roughly 60% of Americans said they would take more trips this year compared with last year, although higher prices are now causing travelers to scale back their plans and go shorter distances. I filled up my SUV for the first time in, uh, you know, a few weeks, a few days. So $100, and it wasn't even empty, $100. It was a little less than a quarter tank, $100, $100 to fill it up. Now, many of you who have those monster SUVs, like those extra-large Tahoes or those extra-large trucks that, you know, sit on those tires that are about five feet tall and you have to get a ladder to climb into the cabin or those things, you know those prices aren't new to you. Even when gas prices were down, you were paying out the nose. But with these new prices, over $5, I wonder how much. I wonder if any of those big trucks now has finally raised the price to hit $200 to fill up. This is what liberals have always wanted. They have always wanted gas prices. Listen to the line in the story. Roughly 60% of Americans said they would take more trips, but they're scaling back their plans and they're going shorter distances because... The price is too high. And that is exactly what liberals have wanted. That is exactly what these Green New Dealers have wanted for decades. They wanted the price of energy, particularly fossil fuels, to rise so much that Americans' behavior would have to change. Because they wanted people to be able to or choose to stay home because they couldn't afford to travel. And the next step, They really want them to go so high that at least in the urban areas, like New York, you'll have to rely on mass transit. 
And, of course, we all know mass transit these days is so safe and so reliable, right? With Mayor Adams doing such a bang-up job. In fact, there was a story of another beatdown of an Asian person on the subway. Two people beat this man down. But this one has a twist. It's not the usual beatdown story on the subways. The clip went viral. It shows two men taking turns attacking a 42-year-old man on the A and the C train platform on Fulton Street. That's down in Manhattan, for those of you who don't know. The man who shot the video told the New York Post. He talked to the newspaper. He said the attack wasn't racially. It wasn't a race-based situation. The two attackers were black, by the way. But it was a matter of vigilante justice that may have gone a little bit too far. You see, apparently, the Asian man, according to what people are saying, tried to assault, sexually assault, a woman on the train. And he got himself assaulted. The 42-year-old man who was being accused of sexual assault was held across the body by a third man from behind, and the first attacker winds up and just lets loose. At least two attackers really pounded this guy. And one of them says, I've got a daughter. If the cops lock me, I'm paying my own bail. I got it. So apparently something was going on that was not not the norm and and the police arrived apparently 20 minutes later the Asian man who was the one that had the beat down was being held until police arrived Accused of sexually harassing women on the train. So who knows? This might not be the usual New York City subway beatdown story. There is an article. Before we have to move on to our first break, I want to get this in. There's an article in the Washington Post today. I will not bother with the name of the opinion columnist because I don't want anyone to send her nasty messages. Not that you would, but these days you never know. The the opinion piece is called Breastfeeding Isn't Free. Here's what it cost me. And this woman rails against the advice that parents with our baby food shortage, which is still going on, in case you're wondering, yes, 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 there's still a baby food shortage in the United States of America. Thank you, Joe Biden. She rails against people who say that People should try breastfeeding because it's free and it's available on demand and that God literally designed mothers to feed their babies. She calls that cruel. It's cruel to any parent who can't make the milk their child needs, and it's not true. So breastfeeding isn't free. It's, I guess, not available on demand, and God apparently didn't design mama to feed baby. So this 
authorette says that even in the breast in the best breast case, even in the best case scenario, breastfeeding is not free. It costs money for the supplies that keep a nursing mother comfortable and healthy enough to keep producing milk. And it costs time. I can show you, she says, exactly how much time because I used an app to track every minute I spent nursing and pumping over the first six months of my son's life. And then she goes down, I think she says something like 1,700 some odd hours or something like that. And she says, breastfeeding does have an enormous value as a source of nutrition, bonding, and even antibodies for diseases such as COVID-19. But breastfeeding doesn't always work for mother and babies. And when it does, when it does, when breastfeeding does work, it has a real price. If mothers in the United States were paid to nurse and pump at a rate equivalent to women's median annual salary, that is what their time would be worth. Now, this just stunned me because you have a mother equating the value, putting a value on the time that she spends breastfeeding her own child. It's worth this. It's worth that in terms of a monetary, a monetary number. I don't know how more calculating you have to be. What kind of person? Well, no, I can't say it because science is really clear on this one. What kind of woman sits and calculates with an app the cost of her breastfeeding her own child? What has to be going on in your mind, woman, that you think this is something that you should be calculating? The time you spend breastfeeding your own child. It's mind-boggling. WABC, worldwide. We are back with America's undocumented anchorman, the one, the only, and I know you're waiting for him. Mark Stein comes up right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush. He's always mistakenly British. Teen crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, presents Mark Stein. And ladies and gentlemen, in this the year of the Jubilee, we have our own Jubilee going. It happens every Tuesday right here with America's 
undocumented anchorman, our friendly Canadian advisor. <laughs> and, and and we're going to need some advice today because that boy prime minister up there has been acting up again. Uh, <laughs> it is Mark Stein. Mark, how are you? I'm uh, doing. I can't believe you just said breast case scenario. <laughs> yes, it was. Because if we if, if we'd scripted it and we were doing a comedy sketch, uh, all, all the rewrite guys would say, "Oh no, no, breast case scenario. Come on, that's right. no one says something like that accidentally." And you just did. <laughs> yes, it's I fantastic. did. Fantastic. But what kind of? But Mark, uh, seriously, what kind of woman calculates? Okay, I have an app. First of all, who makes the app? I'm mm. going to make an app. Mm. This. So you have two. I take it they must be women. Sitting with two or three women sitting in the basement somewhere, they're tired of doing laundry, and they're like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of breastfeeding. We need an app to figure out how long we women have to spend breastfeeding. The other one, that's a great idea. Let's make an app. I think you're all wrong there. I would bet that this app was created by two or three of the many thousands of lactating men there are in America in America today. Yeah, this whole idea that it's women who breastfeed, it just seems very 20th century to me. Now, uh, most of the breastfeeding that's going on is by these legions of lactating men who are stepping up to uh, to, to fill the demand caused by the lack of formula milk. So, All right, so God me, bless re- you. Re- let me revise and extend my remarks then. What kind of man or woman would sit and calculate the time that they have to spend breastfeeding their offspring? Well, I, I would say I would say that's what what's the internet thing they call it? First world problems. You know, this is something that people have just done for thousands of years, and now both men and women can do it. So that's a cause for celebration. Uh, oh, okay. What what's go? Oh, well, the, we got this uh, war in uh, Ukraine. We've got uh, economic devastation. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't compare to me. I I just. I just transitioned last week, and I thought I'd really like being a lactating man, but it's beginning to get to me, and I've had enough of it. It's people are never happy. I'll tell you what. Well, I'll tell you one thing I'm not happy with, and Donald Trump isn't happy with. I I, I can't say that it really shocks me beyond belief, and that's the Sussman verdict. The guy admitted, Mark, the guy admitted, I mean, he goes to the FBI, he says, I'm not representing any client, I'm just here on my own. Later, of course, even the FBI acknowledges that was a lie. It was a lie. He was lying to us. Yeah. Okay. Even the FBI. Yes, he lied to us. Okay. Then we find out that Hillary, dare I say it again, <laughs> that, that Hillary Rodham Clinton has been fingered for the crime of, of, of putting together all this misinformation to spread about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And then the jury gets all of this. All of this, and they come back and they say, not guilty, not guilty. Nope, he didn't do it. We didn't see anybody do it. Can't prove he did it. Can't prove he did it. <laughs> what the hell, Mark? <laughs> well, the, the, you're in the District of Columbia, so you know that the jury is going to be 11 Democrats, and then the 12th one will be a member of the Revolutionary Marxist Socialist Party. <laughs> that's, that's, how it, that's how it works. 
Um, and you also know, because I think I started doing this when when I was uh, when I was uh, filling in for Rush, when people would say, oh, don't worry, the Durham report will be coming. So this was like two years into the Trump, the Durham report. And I started doing this, very, you know, the Durham report is going to, John, the Durham report. You're gonna, and I, I said, look, there's no equality before the law in America. The de- if you're just some schlub who happened to be in town on January the 6th, you're sitting in solitary confinement right now and you still haven't got a trial date. If you're a high-ranking Democrat from a famously Democrat law firm, you skate. I mean, this whole case testifies to just what a dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt system federal justice is. This judge in this case uh, worked on Obama's 2008 transition team. Um, so, in other words, you have a case. You have a case that was is essentially about the corruption of the the uh, peaceful transfer of power, as everybody says. And we have a judge who who worked for the other side on the peaceful transfer of power presiding over the case. This whole thing was... Uh, and, and, and by the way, when you say you weren't surprised, you ought to be surprised, because in the normal course of events, ni- the federal uh, prosecutors win 97% of their cases without even having to go to trial. They just squash the guy until he settles. If they do go to trial, they win 99% of their cases. So Durham is very unusual. He's a federal prosecutor who's just lost a case. Oh, how did that happen? Oh, well, that's because uh, the case was about someone who works for Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay, so they were all big shot Democrats. uh, So that's why the guy lost the case. It's a corrupt, lousy racket. Uh, and and it doesn't say anything good about what Durham's been doing for the last 27 years he's been investigating this thing. Well, I'll tell you what this represents to me, Mark. It represents that the judicial system is vaxxed. They all have the Clinton immunity vax, hmm. no matter what, what, what Hillary Clinton has done. And this goes all the way back to Arkansas. This goes all the way back to the Whitewater dealings, which have no one really understood the complexity of that. But it was a clear Lance land fraud case. It was just like the like, hey, have I got a piece of land for you? Yeah. And then so you go through that, you go all the way up through her career, the the Clinton Foundation, all of the money that went in and out of the Clinton fan Foundation that's never been truly audited or accounted for. You go through the lies that were told about Benghazi and her service. You go through her with the servers, which she believed should have been wiped down that were in her basement mm-hmm. and somewhere else. A clear violation. This is not even arguable. A clear violation of federal law. It's not arguable. And now <laughs> this one. And she, this woman... I mean, they're all vaccinated. It's the Clinton immunity vax. You know, Donald Trump took a lot of grief from saying that he could walk on the street, shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. Mm. Wrong person. Hillary Clinton could do that. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. I love it when you uh, people uh, people who don't like uh, you know the Ukraine war and they say, oh well, you know, Ukraine is a very corrupt country, and I always think you're American. What the hell are you on about? You have people here. Hillary Clinton. No, I mean, if as I said, if you're just some schlub, some nobody who put on a MAGA hat and went to Washington D.C. on January the sixth, they've got you. 
but if you're Hillary, you're right about the Clinton founder. Everyone thinks, oh, that's a, what a great, <laughs> what a great scam. We've found some Kazakh oligarch who's willing to pay the Clinton Foundation four million dollars to hear a speech by Chelsea Clinton on diarrhea in Africa, and of that four million dollars, three million nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand dollars and twenty-seven cents goes to Bill and Hillary for expenses. <laughs> and, uh, and there's 73 cents that we, uh, or whatever it is, that goes to diarrhea in Africa. And that's, and everyone says, yes, what's your problem with that? You know, uh, so the, but it isn't actually, it isn't actually funny. And I, my advice, I've said this ever since my friend uh, and Russia's friend, Conrad Black, got caught up in all this a, a decade or so back. I said to Conrad, uh, you know, if you get in once the federal government of the United States, the the dirty, rotten, stinking, corrupt Department of Justice is after you. I said, come to my place. I'll throw a tarp over you, uh, stick you in the back of my truck, uh, drive you across the border. We'll take a fishing smack to the French islands of Saint-Pierre and Miquelon, just off the coast of Newfoundland. And I'll put you on a plane and you can fly off to exile anywhere you like. I don't care whether it's uh, Venezuela or Slovakia or Tajikistan or Papua New Guinea. But if you stay here and you go into court against uh, against the dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt Department of Justice, you're going to lose. And the only people who don't lose, oh, who who doesn't lose? Oh, it's a Democrat lawyer called Michael Sussman. He lied to the FBI, for which everybody else goes to prison. One of uh, John Durham's mistakes was to argue that the lie was material, because most of the FBI witnesses were just sort of laughing at him, because their whole thing, the FBI, which is totally corrupt and should be abolished, they all wanted to get Donald Trump, too. And so they didn't. They knew Michael Sussman was working for Hillary. They didn't care whether the uh, he had anything genuine on him because if he'd walked in and he'd said uh, Donald J. Trump in the Trump Tower at, at night, he uh, he drinks the blood of seven-year-old boys uh, who Corey Lewandowski uh, supplies from some farm in northern New Hampshire. Uh, the FBI would have said, "Oh, you're right. Let's go to the FISA court and get." A warrant. They didn't. The whole thing. Uh, it's. I. It's. It's actually very disquieting because it doesn't matter what else do you have if you don't have equality before the law. If you don't have equality before the law, you're turning into what uh, the president, President Trump, famously called bleephole countries. Because it's. It's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. This thing. Yeah, well, let's talk about another country that might be turning into one of those bleak hole countries, and that would be your homeland. That uh, would be up north. Uh, okay, your boy prime minister, mm-hmm. Mr. Trudeau, has announced legislation. He says enough is enough. We've got enough gun owners here in Canada now. I'm going to put a freeze on it. No more. No more guns for you. And mm. especially... We're going to buy back some of those assault weapons that we hate so much. I mean, here, here, Whoopi Goldberg is saying, hey, she's just going to take them. You know, I don't, Whoopi at least says, you can keep your other guns, just give me your AR 15. (laughs) Your guy, Trudeau, is like, oh, hell no. We're going to buy back the guns and no more guns for you people. Yeah, well, I think actually this, this is, he's gotten to the nub of it. 
if you take this in connection with the Texas school, the Texas school shooting, people say you, nobody needs guns in a civilized society because you just call the police and uh, they show up and t- take care of the problem. In Texas, they stood around in the corridor. I can't even believe I'm saying this. They stood around in the corridor. Uh, outside the classroom, listening to the guy on the other side of the door shooting kids for over an hour. And people understand all across the Western world, everything's going to... The baby milk formula is part of the same thing. Basic items you can't get anymore. Uh, Everything is falling apart. When everything is falling apart and things that would have seemed ludicrous a couple of years ago, oh, there's going to be a terrible baby milk shortage in America, and baby milk will have to be flown in from uh, Germany on military planes like some great kind of reverse lactating Berlin airlift uh, is completely preposterous. So when the world is going to hell, are you going to give up your guns? No, because, I mean, I'm not a particularly gun kind of guy, not like a lot of people on the conservative movement. But I, ever since the COVID, I took to driving around uh, with uh, my glove box packing uh, just because the world is crazy. And when the world is crazy, you want to make sure you have ammo just in case the craziness comes for you. Oh, Mark, that's all the time we have. Sadly, I could listen to you all day, man. You're incredible. Mark Stein, tell everybody quickly where they can get you. Well, I'll tell them. No, you tell them. <laughs> well, you can uh, see my show uh, gbnews.uk. You can uh, see it live or on uh, on tape, whatever your fancy is, over at that website. And you can follow the rest of the stuff I do at Stein Online. And he is kicking butt on that TV show, folks. It is. You have to see it. It is Mark at his best. Amazing. Thank you, Mark. We'll catch up with you next Tuesday. Thanks a lot, James. Mark Stein, America's Undocumented Anchorman, we're coming back on WABC Talk Radio 77, WABC Worldwide, right after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. It's The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. From Queens, New York, the sounds of Sheik. So many hits, good times. These are the old, these are the good times. But this was their debut hit, Le Freak. Now Rogers and Company. There's a story in AmericanWireNews.com. Here's the headline, MSNBC, gun ownership is wrapped up in identity of, quote, masculinity and, quote, racism. And the guest was a guy by the name of Eamon, well, I'm sorry, uh, the Igor Volsky, who is the co-founder of Guns Down America. He was on the Mehdi Hassan show. And so he talked about gun ownership in America, and he says it's, 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 it's a force. And it's a force because gun ownership isn't just about the NRA. It's about an entire identity. And it's intertwined in many ways like a braid with our notions of masculinity, racism, and guns. It's those three issues that we've seen over decades 
really strengthen and grow within the conservative movement. So this is what they've seen, masculinity, racism, and guns growing in the conservative movement. Now, this is the kind of slander that passes for reporting on this, which used to be an amazing network, NBC, one of the three original big networks in both television and radio. This is what they've this is what they've stooped to in their reporting and their and their booking guests for their programming content. Where are the words freedom? Where are the words liberty? If you want to know what gun ownership is braided into in America, it's liberty. It's freedom. It is not about racism. In fact, you know the NRA was formed largely to help get guns into the hands of black Americans that were being tormented by racist Democrats. Yes, I said racist Democrats. Who do you think the Klan were? Racist Democrats. So not only does this person not even understand the history of America, the history of the civil rights movement, they don't get the impact of of these weapons <clears throat> I see and you will see every time there are debates in about guns in social media someone will invariably put up a, a meme that says you know uh, Mao Zedong disarmed the society before he took over same with Adolf Hitler and they go through all the dictators that have disarmed the populace before they instituted their own evil dictatorships and it's true One of the things that America has done, and I will continue to point this out, we have a land where we have 300 million guns in America. 300 million, not 1 million, 300 million firearms in this country, estimated. There is not a nation in the world that is going to send their troops in to invade and occupy America with that weaponry in the hands of the American people. And you could tell me, yeah, they have bombs, they have drones. Eventually, if you're going to take over any country, you have to do so on the ground. And there is no nation on the face of the earth that wants a ground war in the United States because their troops will not get out of this country alive. And they know it. This is about freedom. This is about the defense of liberty. Our founding fathers were extremely courageous. They understood what they were up against, how fragile the victory was over the number one superpower in the world, or number two, depending. It was a battle between France and Great Britain that that moved back and forth, and Spain sometimes in there too. But at any rate, we defeated a superpower in the world, this, this, this band of of, of rebels, of revolutionary rebels who believed in this idea of freedom and liberty. And part of that freedom and liberty was obtained because these men and women were armed. And if you don't know how important that is, just go look to the Battle of Bunker Hill, where you have armed farmers taking on the British Army. That was the beginning of our history in terms of the first battles being fought against the British Empire. 
And we should never forget that our, instead of being intertwined as this woke liberal says with racism, no, America's, America's history with guns is intertwined with liberty, with justice, with the idea that we can also have rugged individualism where we can take care of ourselves against a threat, foreign or domestic. That's what America and her guns have been intertwined with. Now, do I think that there is room for some reform? I have said so, and I will continue to say so. But on the basic premise of our First Amendment, there is no compromise. Period. Back phones next promise. Coming right back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush, rush. W-A-B-C. You know, you can download the 77 W-A-B-C app or go to wabcradio.com to stream 77 WABC Worldwide. And when you download the 77 WABC app, be sure to check out the podcast section where you can find not only all of my podcasts, but all of the podcasts of every show here on WABC. Let's head to the telephones, as promised. Eileen in Piermont, thank you for your patience. Thanks for waiting. What is on your mind on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour? Okay, real quick, Bo. Just, I give up, and I'll explain why. I saw two Russian pranksters who are in America, and they put a picture of Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, and Joseph Biden on a, in an elevator. They took different shots of different so-called woke people walking in there, taking knives and box cutters, scratching the picture of Donald Trump, asking Who's the guy in the middle meeting Vladimir Putin? <laughs> They're woke? Excuse me. I think they were in a Biden-induced coma. I give up. I surrender. I am not voting anymore. I'm ripping up my voters' registration card. James, I can't take it anymore, dude. Okay, honey, please Can't listen to anymore, me. James? Eileen, listen to me, sweetheart. This is the exact reason that you should hold on to your voter ID card. These people are ignorant. You said yourself they they didn't even recognize a picture of Putin. They don't understand anything. These people are operating on 100% emotion by what they're being told from a media. But look at this, Eileen. People like you, because you were able to stand strong, made sure that despite all of the 
garbage that these people threw at Donald Trump, he was elected. Now, we have an opportunity to put Joe Biden, and if we vote this November, we have an opportunity to stop the madness because there's nothing that Joe Biden can do with the White House if he does not have, except for executive orders, if he doesn't have, and rules and regulations from the agencies, if he doesn't have a Senate and if he doesn't have the House. And remember this, the Senate and is, is right now razor thin. So we need every vote to make it happen. Don't let these people drive you out from your liberty, from your freedom, and from your... You look at these people and dismiss it. These people are ignorant. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I just mean, like you said, they don't even know who Putin is. They don't follow the news. They're not interested in the long-term ramifications of policy. They are strictly an emotional wokeism. It is our duty, Eileen, to defeat these people. America is too great. The idea of America, and we have, and our ancestors have all sacrificed too much for this country to let these people have it, especially without a fight. Your fight is going to the poll. You can do that, sweetheart. So don't give up. Hold your head up. We are here. We are fighting. We are with you. There are more of us, Eileen, than you know. So don't give up, my dear. You're okay. my yodel. I okay. love you, James Golden. I, I love you too, Eileen. Call us back, my dear, please. Thank you. Raja, Douglas, Duchess, 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 Duchess County, New York. Raja, how are you? Hey, real quick. Uh, I can't believe about this morning not guilty for with all the evidence against him. And meanwhile, FBI played with Michael Flynn and he had to pay for the price. Unbelievable. This is crazy. Not just Michael Flynn. Look what they did to Manafort. And I'm not a big fan of Manafort. But if you go back, look what they did. Look what they did. I'm forgetting his name right now to the to the guy in the Bush administration who they slapped in jail and who was who was basically innocent. But they wanted to prove a point. Look, this is what Democrats do. As Mark Stein said, and I've also said it, the FBI is corrupt. The DOJ is corrupt. We cannot end the corruption unless we get to the levers of power and start doing a cleaning of the House, which is absolutely necessary. So, yes, we can believe it, or we don't want to believe it, but it is true, Raja. I hear you. Thank you for the call. Staten Island, Mark, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. It's Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. What's up? Hi, Bo. Uh, you mentioned Whitewater. I want to stick it to the record straight. For years, I've heard Whitewater is a lane deal, a lane deal. It wasn't a lane deal. It was a corporation started by the McDougals and the Clintons to blow smoke in people's faces, along with the Arkansas Development Finance Authority to launder drug money, drugs that were coming from Mena Airport, and to mix all that up and, uh, of course, make the Clintons and their friends rich. So I want, want, want people to know. Why okay, now the thing with the Mina Airport, Mark, I will tell you this. The thing with the Mina Airport, I would say that there is circumstantial evidence that maybe that happened, but there has never been any proven evidence of Bill and Hillary's involvement with that. We do know, however, that Mina Airport was used extensively in drug trafficking, and that drug trafficking coming from Central, I believe, if my memory serves me right, Central America. But I don't want to say things that we don't have proof for. We know this. We know that the Whitewater Corporation 
basically swindled people out of land. That part has been proven. And we know that to be true. But I hear you on everything else. It's just that there's only circumstantial evidence that that would be the case. And I don't want to make accusations against people with just circumstantial evidence. But, Mark, you're so well-informed. I thank you for the call, my friend. Please call us again. Let us go to Media PA and Dave. Dave, thank you. Welcome you on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. James, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Um, I think it's time, you know, the FBI needs to be called out for their responsibility or, or negligence with regards to these mass shootings. I don't know if you're aware, but, um, you know, they settled a case for $83 million for the shooting, mass shooting that happened in the Charleston church. And in just in December, $128 million in settlement to the families of the Parkland shooting in Florida. And right now, there's a pending case of $130 million for the, their lack of follow-through in, in uh, investigating that Dr. Nasser, the, uh, uh, the gymnast. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That abused all the, all the athletes, all the female athletes, yes. Exactly. Uh, but one thing I will say the FBI has been good at, and that is coordinating with CNN and making a very public spectacle arrest of Roger Stone and Paul Manafort, they seem to do a very good job at that. So I think it's time that they need to get back to being a real law enforcement agency and not one that's like a, a, a political police for the, the leftist swamp because they're, they're, the proof is in the, uh, the, the findings of these uh, settled court cases. Thank you. I couldn't say it better. Thank you so much for the call. Yonkers, New York. Let us head up to Yonkers. And, Mike, welcome. You're on Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour, WABC. Remember, Cats at Night, up next. What's on your mind, Mike? Uh, how you doing, uh, Seth Snerdley? Yeah, this is the last minute. Mike, yeah, just to add a little sidebar to what you said about nobody's going to invade America. World War II, anybody remember that? The Japanese had notions to come and invade California. And the upper imperial, whoever was in charge, they said, what are you, crazy? Everybody's got a gun. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, this is true. Just, you know, just watch I know. History. I know. Just watch the channel. You know, there's evidence that they were going to invade California, which probably would have been a good thing. But, you know, that's besides the point. The, uh, the other thing is what keeps us from becoming Venezuela? The Second Amendment. So Thank everybody you. out there, just hang in there. And uh, what else could you do, Bo? And remember that Admiral, remember the Japanese Admiral, Admiral in charge of the Navy, once the Pearl Harbor mission was completed and everyone else was in a celebratory mood, he wasn't. And one of the things he said is, we have awakened the sleeping tiger. He understood the force that they, he, this, their Admiral, by the way, had studied and had lived in America, unlike many of the other uh, Japanese high command. And he understood the American people to an extent that they didn't. And he understood Americans are not going to take this lying down. And we, as history points out, did not. Let us go to Staten Island. Elliot. Elliot, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden. Bo Snerley's Rush Hour. How are you? Thank you. I'm very fine. James, the man before me just took the words out of my mouth. But what the quote was, it was General Yamamoto that told the emperor, he says, behind every blade of grass there's a gun and he would not advise to come in the american people yeah the american people are like the second national guard here if we're ever invaded it's a big problem if you have 300 million guns out there i don't think anyone's gonna 
come in. And besides, I think the Second Amendment is the foundation for the First Amendment. It holds it up because without the gun, and it was designed not to protect you from criminals, it was designed to protect you from the criminals in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Elliot. Ernie, we have time, but you got to get to it real fast. Ernie in Westchester, thank you for waiting. What is your point on Bo Sternley's Rush Hour? It was a sleeping giant they awoken. That's right. And, and uh, uh, what the Scooter Libby. That's it. Thank you. I had a brain. I had a brain melt right there. It was Scooter Libby that they also threw in jail with no real evidence. Okay, just like some of these January six people, not all. But and Mark mentions this: some of these January six people just went there. They weren't. They're not being accused of violence. There's no evidence of violence. But they got caught up in the January six crowd that went into the Capitol, and they're being held solitary, no bail. And so we, when people talk about a two tier system of justice, we have it here in the United States of America. Sadly. All right, Cats at Night is up next. This is James Golden, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, here every single day at 4 in the afternoon and again 7 a.m. on Saturday mornings from 7 to 10. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families and protect our freedoms as they are being slowly and viciously attacked each day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.